Spare School, the podcast. You're on spin. You are very welcome to Spin Air School. We are back for another week and this week subjects for debate are ag science and home ec. Now home ec to me is always a subject that I'd imagine students would do because they love to bake and they love to cook and it seems like a great idea to get out of class and to be part of a class that is just fun. It's like music or art and I think a home ec teacher is always a teacher that is liked a lot by students. So joining us on the phone and she can tell us whether that's true or not is home ec teacher Kelly McHugh. Kelly, we're welcoming you back. It's great to have you back on the show. Thanks, Louise. Thanks again for having me. Kelly, is home ec one of these classes that students just skip into because they know they're going to have fun? Um, I think, well, I think they think there's an awful lot more cooking than what we actually do um, because at Leave and Search, uh, there's four practicals that we do and that's kind of the extent of the cooking because the course is very, very theory heavy, but it does kind of give you a good sense of if you were thinking about pursuing, I suppose, nutrition down the line. What we want to talk about, Kelly, is how a Leaving Cert student can get their best possible grade in the subject. You did mention that it's theory heavy. The exam itself is two hours and 30 minutes long. So the written paper we know is worth 80% of the entire grade. 20% of that grade they'll have gotten through their practicals, which you mentioned off air happen in November. So talk to me a little bit about how the course is broken down then between practical and written. In November, the journals are sent off. This year, students only had to complete two. And when they're sent off to the state exams to be corrected, it's their best two um, that will be that will be marked and go towards their their grade at the end. Then what's left then is we have the the eighty percent, like you said. Previously, we would have had twelve short questions and you to answer ten. Now they've added an extra two questions, but you only have to answer five short questions. So there's huge choice there for students, and I suppose like the I'd imagine that the the paper has already been set. So you still have your food questions that are going to come up. So your nutrients, uh, your diet and health and your food commodities questions, they're still going to be on the short questions and the long questions. And then the other short questions then will be taken, I suppose, from the likes of your, um, your cooking processes, the sensory analysis, food processing, microbiology, your FRM and your social studies. So with the short questions, students have a huge amount of choice. Um, and instead of being worked worth 60 marks they're now just worth 30 so um like I said you'd imagine that that and typically that's where students would have lost marks but now I feel like with the choice it's definitely going to stand to the current six years really in favor of the students for the short questions definitely in those short questions Kelly are there any banker questions or guarantees are there any questions that they they know will be on the paper oh absolutely like you always have questions the short questions I suppose one to five would be from chapter one and chapter two. Then you look at say five to seven, and that would be say going from your chapter eight to chapter 11 of any home textbook that you look at. Um, and then I suppose banker questions that I'd be looking at, you'd be looking textiles doesn't come up as a long question. So that's a very short chapter. Look at that. Um, your consumer studies and your household technology, like they'd be short questions. They're short chapters. Um, that's what I'd be kind of focusing in on um, and just again like I suppose students are probably sick of hearing it but just to integrate your key words where possible and to look at the verb that they're asking for because it normally um, indicates how much a student should be writing um, and I suppose just one there that even students would get caught out on so I suppose when they ask about the nutritive significance in a short question 
make sure that you're talking about the nutrients that are present because a lot of students tend to go harping on about then the functions of proteins or fats or carbohydrates but the question was really just looking for what nutrients are present in, in, in that food and for the short questions then as well I suppose you've got to look at try and fill the space make sure that the, what you're writing is actually relevant to the question so like I mean you've got time there to answer at least a, a solid five questions and that's all your best five are going to be to be marked so I would take a stab at them all and then just your best five will be marked so I suppose it is definitely standing to the students. In terms of the longer questions then and the electives are there Obviously, there is more choice again this year, but are there any ones in particular to look out for or that students would be mad not to prepare for? The long question section, section B, you have to answer question one. So for question one, it would nor it typically is on like a food commodity or the nutrients that are going to be present. Now, if we look, I suppose, at past exam papers, uh, protein came up last year, calcium came up in 2019, cereals and a high fibre diet came up in again the 2020 paper looking at what has come up in previous years I suppose the part a b c and d of the question part a and b typically relate to a food c or b would look at the the nutrient that's going to be present so for this year I'd be looking micronutrients hasn't come up as part of a long question so I'd be really looking at especially with the whole coronavirus and again when we think about it exam papers are written in October and uh just in and around that time I remember like vitamin D was all over the news about like the benefits of it to the immune system and protecting people against COVID so vitamin D could come up I suppose with your fish um, just to know the properties the different types of vitamin D or your B group vitamins as well that hasn't come up as a long question since 2009 so that was kind of one that I had marked off and then I suppose as we go through then the, the last part of the question is normally about 12, 9, 10 or 12 marks. That then is typically taken from the Irish diet of the food industry. So it's a very detailed note for the 10 marks or for the 9 marks. You have to be writing two or three solid points. So for if it was a 10 marker, the, it's two, at, two points at five marks each. So make sure that you're giving substance in your answer. So that they, I'd kind of always be saying to my students, give two full sentences on, say, the role of the HSE in food regulations or the benefits of a high fibre diet. Typically, students would have always been caught for time, but this year's time is it, it shouldn't be an issue anyways for them. So take your time, go through question one and make sure you rigorously answer it. Then you've got another four long questions, but this year you only have to answer one of those questions. So it really does, I suppose, stand to the student. Um, and again, just looking back at past exam papers, you can kind of predict there's, there's certain trends that would come up. I mean, question two, again, food commodities. I think if, if students actually just looked at chapter one, two and three, they'd be able to pass the paper. If students have a good understanding of the core area of the course, your social studies, your FRM and your, your food studies, they would be able then to answer the elective question. This year on the elective, they've given an option. So they've added a, a fourth question. And again, that's 80 marks, basically taken from the core section. So if you are confident that you know the food commodities, that you know your microbiology, HACCP would be one as well that I'd be looking at just for the microbiology. It came up on one of the pre-papers uh, as part A of the elective. So that would be kind of one that I'd be looking at. And it links in again then with biology. So any of those students that are studying um, home microbiology, massive overlap there so for you what should the h1 student be doing to set themselves apart from everyone else 
I think layout, layout is so, so important for your answers and structuring your answers properly, especially for your question one, because that kind of does set the tone for the rest of the written paper. And you have to, I suppose, when it talks about nutritive or dietetic value, list your protein, talk about the functions and talk and link it back then to the food commodity. Um, and you do that then for all your other, all your different nutrients. So start every long question on a new page and just integration of keywords then after that. Kelly McHugh, it's always great to chat with you on the show. That is everything you need to know when it comes to acing your home ec exam. Plenty more on the show very shortly, but right now it is time for some news. Spin Air School, the podcast. You're on spin.